0: are listening to Swipe East Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram at Swipe East Swipe West and me on TikTok at Ashley Angora. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-N-N-G-O-R-A. Thanks everyone for joining this week. If you're new here, welcome. And if you have been here before, welcome back. I start off each episode with a life update and I gotta say, I don't think I have too many things to update you all on. Um, I've been just super busy with work and just personal projects. Um, This past weekend, my friends and I were in San Diego for this event called the Mustache Bash, where if you have all been following me for a while, you know, last year when I went, there was a little bit of an incident with a certain man. Um, I did see him at this event with um, who I believe is a new girlfriend. Um, And we like adults ignored each other. So not really anything too much to share there. Um, my friends and I went up and stayed with um, our friends that live in San Diego and had a really fun time. And then the weekend before, I went to another music event. And I got to say, as much as I love going to these music events, I do meet people. I will say I am meeting people here and there. Um, but sometimes I just wish and miss like going to a bar. You know, I can't say living in L.A., and again, if you follow me, you know this, that I'm always, you know, mixing and mingling with people all the time. But sometimes at music events, you know, people kind of are in their own world, depending on the type of event and environment you're in. So maybe I can get my friends to go to a bar with me, uh, bar with me soon. I did bail on them the last time they invited me for St. Patrick's weekend, but they were going to a um, ecology area and I avoided that. And with that, we can dive right into this week's episode where we are talking all about Washington, D.C. I have one of my good friends, Michelle, joining us this week. And Michelle, I actually met when I was living in Philadelphia. I met her through a mutual friend. We had some wild nights out together, especially one particular night in Atlantic City, which is a story for another day. But Michelle actually moved to D.C. around the same time that I moved to L.A. So we're going to talk All about her experience moving to DC around COVID, what it was like for her to make friends, her experience with like navigating the politics scene as someone that actually does not work in politics herself, and where she sees the future going for her. And I really enjoy this conversation because not only do we get a bit of the lay of the land, but um, I know Michelle and I, again, just being friends, have had a lot of ongoing conversations in our personal life about men. And I think we dive into. Um, a lot of topics as well, um, including you know some of that dating advice um, that you might be seeing swirling around social media. So um, we definitely get a little bit more introspective this week. I go on a couple of rants near the end. So apologies. I was definitely probably dealing with some things um, at the time that this was recorded at the end of 2022. But with that, let's dive right into it and hope you enjoy. Michelle, I am so happy to talk to you. I feel like it's been so long since we've caught up. Yeah,
1: it really has. And I think last time I had blue hair, now I'm rocking blonde. So I know, I was actually, I was going (laughs) to notice that every
0: time I see you, you have a different color hair, but I love it.
1: (laughs) Well, now I changed um, career paths from teaching to I work in um, financial services. So I'm like, I'm going to just keep like regular hair for now until maybe I can transition back. We'll see. Oh, I did not know that either. When did that happen? <laughs> um, I left teaching in like late June. So last year was my last year. And then I started in early October. Okay. Um, with my new job. So yeah. Going well so far? Yeah, I really like it. It's like 100% remote. So I enjoy the flexibility, especially. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you about all things
0: D.C. So I know we met in Philly and then I think we actually moved around the same time. I think you might have moved to D.C. a little bit before I moved out to L.A. maybe. Um, but would love to hear your thoughts on what you think of D.C., what the city's like. I I have my own personal thoughts on D.C., but uh, but give us the scoop. What's the lay of the land? What's it been like for you living there?
1: Um, so I've been here a little over three years, and um, I had originally moved because I had a teaching job in Virginia. And I love it here. I live kind of in an area that's more, it feels more like suburbs and it's more residential. So I know a lot of my neighbors, I babysit for them, dog walk for them. Like I really like the community that I have and where I'm at. I'm more uptown than downtown, but there's like great access with public transportation. So I really enjoy the city. When I first got here, though, um, I didn't really know anyone. Like I had maybe one or two friends. And so I was really trying to meet people and felt an immediate shift from being in Philly. Like I would go out to bars and I noticed it was like very clicky. And a lot of people just were not trying to hang or like not trying to talk to anyone outside of the group that they came with, which was kind of strange for me because in Philly, like I had a big friend group and we didn't necessarily all stay together. Like we would go off and then like we might've met new friends um, during the night. So that was a big change. And I noticed people were very standoffish right away. Um, Things changed a lot since then, but that was my immediate impression.
0: That's interesting because I also have similar thoughts on DC. I um I've been to DC only a few times. Um I stayed, one of my friends used to live out in Clarendon, which is right outside of like the DC proper in Virginia. So I would stay with her and we'd have like a Clarendon night. I loved going out in Clarendon. Clarendon Grill was my spot. We'd always like mix and mingle there. But whenever we went out in like DC, I guess like DC proper, like the actual city. We could never like we tried multiple different areas. I, I can't even think of what the names of all of them are, but we would like go to one area and try like three or four bars. And I swear to God, it was like unintentional bar hopping. <laughs> like we would walk in, we would try to like scan the room, try to talk to people. We would have a terrible time and then we'd leave and then we'd go to the next bar and have like the same thing happen and then we'd leave. Um, So it's kind of interesting that it kind of, I guess, like had maybe some of that type of experience because
1: of the people when you first got there? I think so. Um, And obviously, this is just my experience. But I felt like when I was in Philly or other places, like I'd be standing at the bar and just naturally like start a conversation with the person next to me, or just anyone around me. And that was not happening in DC. People were like, it felt like I was actively being avoided. And I just felt really awkward about that. And just... D.C. is such a transient city where people are like constantly coming and going. So I've kind of noticed like if you've been here less than two years or maybe you are you have a job that you're not sure if you're going to stay or you're not committed to the area, people just like are not really interested in like mingling. Or maybe you don't know enough people. So you're kind of committed to getting to know the people that you came with. And I'm just not used to that because I'm from the Philly area and I had like a big group. Of um friends that I'd known for a long time. So I don't know if that's like the key difference, but it, it was very apparent, and I felt really awkward because I'm there trying to make friends, and like, no one's trying to talk to me.
0: So then, how
1: did you eventually make friends? A lot of my friends were either through teaching or uh, my roommates. Like I said, it's very transient. I've had like eleven roommates, I want to say, in the past three years. And I don't know if that's like a common DC thing, but my, I think in order for like my landlord to kind of keep up with how often people are leaving, because a lot of people don't stay beyond a year or two years, or at least um, not a lot of people that I've, I've met. They kind of make it so you're, you sign up for like a year long lease, but you can break it with whenever, as long as you find someone to replace you. So I've just like met a lot of people like through my roommates or I've been close with my roommates, so. I guess
0: a question, a follow-up question I have is do you think that it's such a transient city because of the politics that happen like a lot of people might move there because they're working on like a campaign or for a candidate and then that term may or may not end and then they leave like obviously there's other jobs like to your point like you were a teacher, you're in finance um outside of politics but by nature I feel like that's what DC in itself is known for and I feel like part of that Just from my experience and what I've heard about the area is that a lot of people kind of also stick with their group based on like political affiliation status. I'm thinking of uh, uh, I think it's scandal with Olivia Pope and kind of how all that stuff worked as well. So do you think that that has anything to do with it as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. Um I think people aren't sure how long they're going to be here, so they're not really committed to like staying in the area either, especially if they have like that kind of job. And I've definitely had to be more aware of people's like political leanings. I had a really terrible date with someone. We had quite a few dates. Like we had been seeing each other for a little bit, and then I don't know how like we got on this topic, but he like explicitly told me that he doesn't care about people of color and doesn't care about gay people. And I was like, like, did I hear you wrong? Like I kept asking him questions because I was like, I like, I must have misunderstood. There's no way you could (laughs) said that to me. And he was like, well, like I would help someone if I saw that they were in trouble, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way to like help anyone like within those populations. And I was like, what like what? I just really thought he oh like was, was miss um, speaking, and so I kept trying to clarify. He's like, "You're so annoying. Like I can't say anything to you because you get so upset." And I'm like. Uh, so I went to the bathroom and I was like calling my friends to come pick me up and they couldn't so I just walked up and I was like yeah so I'm gonna go yeah I'm gonna leave and he was like are you mad at me and I was like yeah and then I just left like I didn't really consider before that I think because of like the area that I grew up in and then being in Philly like I didn't really think to look at that which is my bad but um yeah that was a rude awakening and now I'm much more cautious and pay more attention to like people's jobs and um, their political affiliations for sure.
0: I mean, I think, I think that is in a lot of other places as well. And it's definitely been heightened over the past, like, what is it like six years or so um, as well. I know even myself, like living in LA, I think LA overall like like actual los angeles city is liberal mm-hmm. but then a lot of california is actually very conservative um because there's a lot of like farmland you go a little bit more south of la to orange county that's actually very conservative mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean everyone there is conservative or because and also just because you are conservative doesn't mean that you have extremist conservative beliefs or you might, or you could be a liberal and have some different beliefs. So I think it also gets dicey with that type of things. And I know some of my feelings have gone up and down with um, politics and ideologies, because just like you, like I always grew up in very liberal places. So it wasn't even a topic or even dating a Republican versus Democrat. It was never as extreme as as it was today because of some of the things that have come out and have been talked about Honestly, since Trump has been president, we're going to say the elephant in the room. Um, But it's definitely like I know for a while, this is something I had to like work through like Orange County again, like was very like Republican conservative. So I was like, I need to avoid that area because it's all these Republicans, Republicans equal Trump and Trump equals basically what you just said. But I've actually like met and have a lot of friends that grew up there that don't have those ideologies or feelings at all. And again, you can be Republican and not be that extreme. Um, yeah. So that's definitely, but I feel you, cause it's not, and especially in a city, again, like DC that is very political focus and you could very well probably more likely in that area be on one extreme or another and get more <laughs> heated about it especially if you are working on a campaign, Yeah. Um, probably something to be more aware of as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely to your point has gotten a lot more divisive um with the issues um that are going on and just well I mean it it's probably always been like that, but it's gotten a lot more heated recently. And then I just I can't see how being in DC you can say like you're not political or just kind of like ignorant to the issues. That was kind of my point. And not everyone cares about those things, but um it's important to me. So that's why I just had to put that on my radar as another thing to look out for. So are there people that are like saying that, saying that, like, is that what he had said before? I had no indication that he felt that way before. Otherwise it would not, you know, I would not have gone out with him, but that was just shocking to me. And then also then he, he was like, Oh, are you mad at me? I'm like, <sighs> uh, Yeah. Like, you called me annoying and said, like, me having an opinion bothers you. And then also just, like, are acting like you don't care about other people or unaware of of issues that are happening, like, right around us. We're in D.C. You cannot be, you cannot act like you don't know what's going on. So. Yeah. That just bothered me a lot. And also, he was mean. Like, he... I don't really like people who like joke in a mean way when they like insult you. And at the time I was looking for a job, so I was unemployed and he used to, it was like a little joke to him to like make fun of me not having a job. I was like, that's not really funny because it's like, I, I can deal with sarcasm and like, you know, picking on people kind of, but like, that's, it's a really difficult situation to be in and like stressful when you don't have a job and you're looking. So there are a lot of things I should have seen before. So he was a guy, he liked to neg.
0: N-E-G. I guess, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah, I hate those types of
1: people. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. I can deal with like sarcasm or like, you know, banter. But when you're like, yeah. a- like actively insulting people, that's not really funny to me. So. Right. And then it was clear that yeah. he didn't give a shit about anyone. So that was the real like, no, nah, I'm, I'm cool.
0: I mean, is was he is he an exception to the rule, though? Like, have you been on other dates where politics have come up or that it hasn't been, that have, I guess, gone well <laughs> aside from that?
1: <laughs> I don't think I've is explicitly talked about it with a lot of people. Maybe, I like, they've given me indications from things that they would say, but that was just the most, like, egregious. And I've also started, since then, started looking at, like, the profile on people's, like, what they say if they say they're non-political also I'm like fuck that uh uh so like I've I've been more aware and haven't made that mistake again so got it so
0: is that how you're mostly going on dates dates then is dating apps or are you meeting people? I mean I guess like are you eventually meeting people in bars when you are going out with a group or are you meeting is it through your roommates still and friends or how is that working? I have a funny
1: story about that because I was like Primarily on like hinge and um, dating apps and trying to meet people, but I felt like, oh, maybe it would be better to meet people in person. So um, I signed up for a queer kickball league or LGBTQ plus kickball league that my friend, um, she was on another team and I really wanted to join her team. So she told me like when the registration was open and so I tried to join her team, but it was already full, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just pick another team, and I'll, like, you know, see people eventually, um, so I picked a team based on the its name, because it had a funny name, it was a team of all men, I looked, and it was, like, the day before um, the, our first game, it was all gay men, and I was like, god damn it, <laughs> like, the point no. was I wanted to meet people in person, and I joined this team, and they were, they tolerated me, they were really nice, um, and, like, I tried my best and I like met people, but that was my attempt at meeting people in person and it didn't happen. So they were also, a lot of them were like married and were friends with each other. So they weren't really trying to like branch out and be friends either. So.
0: So that is actually really interesting to me because I'm like pointing at the screen while I'm talking because I, um, I feel like in many other places, like I know people when I, that I've interviewed from Vegas, my experience in Philly have had a lot of success meeting people like through a sports league. I know I did. I met a whole different group of friends through kickball. Um, my friends have met people, I think through it was in Vegas when it was also through kickball and like rock climbing gym. So it's like very intriguing to me that this like weird, like dynamic about really keeping to yourself and like your own community and not branching out even carried through in like a group activity. It was like, they didn't want to let anyone else in that didn't have like, that they didn't know or have like status or clout or something is like how that reads. I don't want to say
1: that they were like, they weren't trying to exclude me. I just, a lot of them worked on the Hill. So they had really busy schedules or they were married. So like they, you know, they had limited time and there was a lot of different factors. So like, they weren't actively mean or anything. It was just like, it didn't click. Unfortunately, So like the point was really like, I tried to like, Get, put myself out there and meet people in person. And then, like, the attempt was just, it failed so hard. And they were also really good at kickball. And I don't know the rules. <laughs> and I'm like, they put me in shortstop, um which is like a key position in our, like, we were in the championship. I was like, this is bull. This is, you should not be doing this. I, I didn't know that I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I don't know the rules. And so that was not good. Like, they were competitive and good. And so it was just like, I just failed really hard at that attempt but they weren't me okay
0: anything. got it all right well that that's a little bit better yeah i'm just used to like the sports league like being designed like to meet people to branch out make friends like at least in philly there's like a big like drinking culture after and you would like go to the bar so it's like i guess like that's also where it's like i don't know like i feel like you join that with the expectation that it's not about you and your fr- and your friends and like necessarily winning all the time which it kind of yeah yeah they
1: they (laughs) didn't say that but I could tell that they like really wanted to win and also I brought like because my friend her team like drinks like throughout the entire game so for the first game I brought like a six-pack and they were just like staring (laughs) at me like that was not the vibe and I was like oh my god so it's clinking around in my bag and I'm trying to like move my bag and it's like the beers popping out I'm like oh all right. So that's clearly not what we're doing here. And um they would go out after, but then every our games were on Thursday. Every Thursday was like shirtless Thursday at this gay bar down the street. So um we would go out, but then they would go there and I was like, okay, well I'm not doing that one. So Oh well,
0: okay. Well, maybe you just joined the wrong I team. Think that, I think that is what
1: happened. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. But they, yeah, they were fine. It just didn't, we didn't click, we didn't vibe, unfortunately. Got it. So
0: it is the dating apps then. Yeah. To, to meet <laughs> guys you go out with. You sound, you say that with so much I know. disdain. Yeah. I know.
1: Cause it's, it's been, I think I've like changed a lot over um, my time in DC. So I've definitely like learned and, um, It's going differently, but I'm just kind of exhausted. Like I have like dating app burnout because I Mm -hmm. just get like a hundred matches or whatever because I'll like have, you know, take time off from it and then I come back and it's so many people and so many messages, but it's kind of constantly like you match with someone and then no one says anything or you you, someone does say something, but then the conversation doesn't carry. It's just like... It's disappointing. And it's a lot of like kind of mental energy or just exhaustion.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that with one dating in general, but two with the dating apps. Um, I I really don't enjoy them. I'm definitely like a chronic download deleter, but I, I tend to not use them more. And over the summer, um, I had broken my arm and I couldn't really do anything. Like I was pretty much con- confined at home and I was like, well, I need to like fill my time. And do something, and it was like scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on TikTok, and I then I was like, I guess I'll just scroll on Hinge, (laughs) and but I was also traveling a lot too, and even once I got my cast off, like I was in physical therapy, I still couldn't do a ton of stuff, and I to your point, like I, I I got like I'd say a decent amount of like matches, but then I would like be leaving in a week to go on vacation, and it was just like constant like like I would yeah i would either fizzle out, and then if it didn't fizzle out and i feel like a brat like i'm sure people are going to take this a, a wrong way but then like i would get asked on dates but then i would have like only a few days and and i would be like well i don't i don't know who to like say yes to and also i'm only here for a few days i'm i'm tired i want to see my friends And then I I would be up front. I'm like, hey, I'm traveling for a while. Like I can hit you up when I'm back. And then either like I'm unmatched by the time I'm back. Oh, no. They don't reply. (laughs) Like, you know, like they don't reply. They're like salty that I'm gone for so long. And honestly, that's probably my bad that like I probably like in hindsight shouldn't have been messaging or matching with people when I like wasn't really available physically (laughs) for a few for a while Um, because I realized like I'm a very like. I'm a casual dater in the sense of, like, I don't necessarily always go into things looking for a relationship, but I also am fine with taking things slow as long as people are just, like, communicating and and open with me. And a lot of people with dating don't have that mindset, which I forget a lot, and they, like, are dating, like, for marriage, for a relationship. They want to move really quick. Um, And that's like where I don't align a lot with that. So that was also my bad. I take responsibility for anyone out there. But yeah, that's also where I struggle um, with the apps as well. Well, I think it's
1: difficult. Like, are you were you just communicating through the app? Or did you have people's phone numbers?
0: It was pretty much at that point, like all through the app. And then and this is like something I've talked about this on my TikTok before, like I'm like some guys would get my Instagram and honestly I hated that because then they were always like watching what I was <laughs> doing. And that and it like made it worse because they would get like they would like one guy in particular. Um he actually has since uh like removed me on Instagram <laughs> and unfollowed me. But he I the same thing, I was like, Hey, I'm traveling for like three weeks. When I get back, like I'll hit you up and we can like go surfing. He was gonna take me surfing. And it was like all these like salty like thanks for the invite messages and I'm like Mm-mm. dude I'm not <laughs> I'm not around like I told you I'm busy I'm like traveling I have plans and it and it just like I feel like they take things the wrong way or like think you're lying I have no idea I will never know one went through this guy's head yeah. but I feel like sometimes like that's worse um but then I also it's like a catch 22 because then I also don't really want to give my number to like a random stranger that I'm not going to And then I feel like there's like pressure there to like, how much do you text and like I agree on either person's end. So it's like a lose, lose, lose situation. Like you literally have to be emotionally available and like time available and people take the time thing the wrong way a lot. Like I'm a really busy person and I need to like make myself less busy because people think it's an excuse, but it's actually not. So that's like something I'm trying to like work through from my awareness as well, which I'm sure it sounds like there that could also be an issue in DC with like the politic and working on the Hill and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair or just different jobs in general, like being a teacher, people get offended that I wasn't able to like answer them all day. And I'm like, I'm like, i that's my job. I can't like take, time away from the children in front of my face or, like, my 15-minute lunch break to text you. So I completely understand, like, the time and being busy. And um, I'm just not a good texter in general. So um, I totally understand that. But I – oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of a commitment (laughs) when you give either your Instagram or um, your phone number to people because then I do feel a pressure to, like, actually – um interact with people a lot more, or like if yeah. I don't want it's not working out and I don't want to talk anymore, then I feel like I owe someone like an explanation, which I feel like I don't like to ghost people anyway, but it's just there's more added pressure. um and someone has more access to you that you don't know, and I don't really like that, but i I generally talk to people for like weeks before I meet them. So um, oh wow, to, like that wouldn't be an issue for me. Um, taking it slow and like, you know, someone going away. That's actually happened a few times where like I was away or someone else was and we just had to like talk um, throughout that time. But I don't think I'm the norm. I don't think like a lot of people act like that. They might think that's an excuse or like you're trying to get out of meeting them or it's never going to happen. Because I think a lot of people are just like in that perpetual talking stage and they're what's going through their mind is probably like, oh, this person just wants like a pen pal or they just want someone to talk mm-hmm. to when they're like, you know, bored or whatever, but they have no intention of meeting. So I think that's why people get frustrated with um, like long talking, long periods of just talking and not meeting.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's perpetuated by a lot of just like toxic either toxic advice or advice that people say that's not applicable to everyone. Like I hate to my core, I hate the statement. If he wanted to, he oh would. My. And like, <laughs> the
1: TikTok advice, I, I, like TikTok therapist, can you please stop? Dude, please.
0: I know it's, and it's like, honestly, like I had to not be on TikTok and I have to like, I, I have to use it like to an extent, like when I work, like I work in social media at my full-time job and also to just like, this podcast and like I'm learning how to DJ. I have to like be pre- like you just have to be present in society now. Um, mm-hmm. It just is. Um, But I really have tried to cut back on my scrolling because it was getting to a point where I found myself like this is psychotic. I found myself like doing things or like thinking things because I was getting like inundated with this like advice that honestly didn't probably looking back apply to me or the situation I was in. Yeah. Um, Because everyone's different and not everyone's experience is your experience. So again, just like I see all the stuff like, oh, if they take a day to reply, they don't like you. And I'm like, sometimes I take a week because I forget yeah. with people I like, really like, or some of my really close friends, or I'm like going through something or like, like we were just talking about, it might take me a while to meet up with someone because I'm actually genuinely busy. And when I'm saying busy, it's not an excuse. Like everyone on TikTok is saying, and it like makes me nervous because I'm like, shit, like if people are, if I'm out here, like, I think I'm pretty, for the most part, chill unless someone upsets me and then I, you know, get a little upset. <laughs> but like if I'm acting this way, I can't even imagine how someone that's like, like insecure, And I'm like, obviously, a little insecure as well, but like super insecure or like unstable in relationships or like going through a really bad situation ship or, you know, whatever is thinking when they see all this advice, like not to derail our conversation, but my God, like it was I like couldn't believe like I caught myself getting affected by it and had to just like pull myself out of it. And that's why like when I even through this podcast and like posting videos, Um, I try not to like give advice and I'm very much like this is my experience Mm -hmm. in my opinion it might not be your experience and that's fine but like yeah it's 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 wild out there
1: (laughs) well it's hard when you're being bombarded with this advice or like someone who's saying they're you know they have a you know, they're a therapist or they have these credentials and they're like, you're getting constant advice and it's very extreme and kind of like alarmist. It's hard not to like take any of that in, if not like, you know, a majority of it. But I think I've just tried to think like, check in with myself and what am I actually feeling instead of trying to like take on their advice or if I'm going through something I will try to communicate that like hey I don't have the capacity right now to get back to you but like I will I promise so I've kind of like yeah I try to combat like that terrible communic like you know my terrible texting habits with like communicating that like um I just don't I'm too busy today so I'm kind of trying to try, try yeah. to be aware of that and like turn it into a way to like or to make it a point to communicate that to other people. So, but it's take off as real, the the advice, the crazy advice or whatever. I don't I don't like that either. I've definitely been
0: like, like I said, actively working on that. And like, yeah, no, I agree. It's it the communication thing is the most important thing. Um, because I feel like that's when people start getting nervous in relationships is when you don't communicate um so like if someone hasn't talked to you for a week it's just like a hey i'm busy this week i'll text you when i can like that's literally all it takes or like to your point hey i'm i can't respond right now i'll get back to you or i've been going through some things. sorry i haven't reached out i think then then the problem becomes on the other person like are you secure in your relationship whether it's a serious one or you're in a talking stage whatever you want to call it i'm using quotes to like believe them. And I think that's where things like the imbalance. Yeah. But that just depends on you and that person and what your dynamic is, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, also, if you're hearing if they wanted to, they would. And then someone's not like, you know, that's not great advice for that's inclusive of like, you know, mental health issues or just life events that could be happening. Yeah, I agree. So but that's also like, if someone needs more than I can give, then we're not compatible anyway, unfortunately. So you have of have right. to figure that out as well. And that's what dating is. And I know. Understanding <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <if> you're compatible.
1: <laughs> it, it, and it sucks sometimes when you like really like someone or you feel like you're really compatible and you're just not. Yeah. Like I recently dated someone that I really, really liked. Um, he had some weird, like he, he was um very caring, I guess. Like before we even met, he like sent me food to I was um dog sitting at a neighbor's house and I didn't have any like groceries or food there and he had like food delivered to the house. Like he was just like a really nice, like would go out of his way kind of person. Um, what else did he do? He like that's nice. Uh drove me to the airport and picked me up, like our like third time hanging out, like was just extremely nice. And so it was kind of it was a rough one when that didn't work out I think we were just like we weren't fundamentally compatible unfortunately um but I think it's good to recognize that and
0: pull yourself out of that situation versus like trying to force something to work because I know those like whenever I've been in those situations like it's been hard but they've been the easiest for me to get over because normally like we both like both people involved kind of know And you like normally communicate it because you have a mutual respect for each other. Like, I feel like the times where I like am like really struggling is when you're just not on the same page and someone isn't saying it because they're scared or whatever it is. Um, So even though it sucks, like I feel like just the fact that you can recognize it and move on is like the best thing you could possibly do in, in that type of situation.
1: That's true and i think that's been the biggest change um like throughout my dating um like history or my time here has been like i didn't really have that maybe i didn't have the self awareness or i didn't have the like the ability to communicate in that way and lately i've really been like connecting deeply with people i've gone out with and we have that like capacity or we feel safe enough to have those conversations um he actually like i i had told him that i Like when I break things off with someone, I don't want to talk to them again, unless it's like, like, that sounds harsh, but I just think it hurts people (laughs) more when you keep acting like, you know, you could be more, it gets confusing. Like, so at least not right away. I don't want to talk to someone. And he like, I left things at his house and he like had them mailed to me and like individually like packaged them, um, but unfortunately, I was telling a friend he had an android. And so I was telling my friend <laughs> I had the voice memo app and I was telling my friend what happened in a voice memo and I sent it to him. It was about him and I sent it to him and I was like, oh, God. oh it wasn't no. bad. I was just t- like detailing what happened and so that was really embarrassing. But um like I said, we had a lot of respect for each other, I think so. It just didn't work out.
0: So what do you think has changed since I guess your time in DC that um, has made you kind of find either find these people you've connected with more because I think and I think you and I just as we're friends have talked about this about finding people that are a bit of a reflection of you and like if you're emotionally unavailable you might attract those people so have you just find that change in yourself or have you found that you've just been more open to find a re- or look for or want a relationship or what do you think has changed.
1: I think I was definitely emotionally unavailable and before and I also didn't have the time like with teaching and I um, had made a major career change to teaching and I just like didn't have the capacity really for anyone else and I wasn't emotionally available because I was like constantly stressed and getting over a previous relationship. So, I've realized that recently, like, oh, like, like, what, what has been the change? Like, why am I connecting with people more deeply, and, deeply? And I do think I'm more open to it. Um, I'm a lot more flexible, I think, and open minded. Like, I was learning how to set boundaries before, I think, and I was just like really rigid and it wasn't a real boundary. So I've just, I think, um, done a lot more self-reflection and become more open. And that's been a big change.
0: What what type of boundaries are you talking to? Because I, I feel like I struggle with setting boundaries because I don't know. I I like I don't want to say I'm a pushover, but I feel like I try to give people the benefit of a doubt, and then it gets too far <laughs> is like my struggle. So I'm curious, like, what you what you were doing.
1: Um. Well, when I first was starting to set boundaries, like, say someone wanted to like go on a date at eight, and I felt that was too late, and I'd be like, oh, oh, seven thirty, like, just these like things that were really like, does that really matter? Like, why am I doing that? And it was kind of like, cause I didn't want someone else to dictate a situation or I didn't want them to have control or whatever the case was. I was just trying to like set limits. And then instead I've realized like, okay, uh, a boundary is like when I feel uncomfortable with something, I need to say no. Like, I can't think of a good example, but it's, I've, um, I've treated it a lot more like a self-reflection where I look internally well, how am I feeling um like if this person doesn't make me feel seen or heard or like they're doing something that just makes me uncomfortable like that's when I need to like prevent that behavior or that's when I need to take more action not these like arbitrary like time frames and those kinds of things I think it was like I was trying to seem like strong or something by having like these limits or restrictions. And that's not really how boundaries work. It's more like protecting myself or identifying my needs and communicating that with other people.
0: I think that's a good way to put it. It's less about having a control over another person or situation, but just like looking out for yourself and what's right for you. Yeah. And your needs.
1: A big one I think would be I will never, like if I have made plans with my friends or anyone, I will never break those for someone I'm dating or like I won't alter like set things. Like say I have a schedule where I like will like work out after work or whatever, like I'm reading or something like that. Like if I have a commitment, I'm not going to break it for someone else. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So I'm curious to hear about... Your thoughts on the different areas of DC and if you find different types of people there. And I know, again, like for example, I mentioned like Clarendon, Virginia, which is, I feel like people sometimes say like DC, like greater DC, I'm using quotes again, as like areas surrounding it, even though it's not like DC proper. I think that's kind of like in LA. um, Like I'm in Long Beach, which is technically LA County, but it's not really LA. So I'm curious to hear how you think of the area if you find different personalities depending on if you're in like the one area i know like georgetown versus like a virginia or somewhere else so what what are your experiences or thoughts on that
1: this is honestly really embarrassing that i've been here for like over three years and i can't name like a lot of the neighborhoods obviously i know (laughs) georgetown and like major um places but i don't know a lot of dc neighborhoods but i think on the whole what i've noticed. like we call this the DMV area, like DC, Maryland, Virginia. I've noticed that people who are like from the area or um, are more committed to like staying here. Like if if you've been here over two years or so, I want to say, and that might depend on your job. If you work in politics or on the Hill, those people tend to be more like nicer and tend to be more like open for dating. But then if you're like a transplant and you've been here um under a certain amount of time or you're not sure how long you'll be here those people are a lot meaner or they're like more clicky because they're probably trying to connect with the people around them
0: so when you're going on dates like are you trying to find people like how I guess like how are you weeding like this is a bad term so I hate that <laughs> music but, like how are you weeding people out like how are you like are you asking like Or finding out if people are kind of here for the long haul or not. Is that something that's important for you in your dating? Like given how transient it is?
1: It is. um, And I am only on Hinge at this point. And so they've added a feature that says like what you're looking for. And so I will look at that uh, mainly if I'm trying to like figure that out. But I also, it's just like conversation. If I can actually like get along with someone. But I really won't mess around with people who say that they want a short-term relationship and that's it because I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. So that's about it. Like that's a major thing I'll look at. And then just like does our, does our conversation flow and um, do we get along? I, of course, look at other things, but those are, like, the big things that I pay attention to. What else do you look at? I'm curious. (laughs) I mean, I do look at their political affiliations as well. I look at where they are um, because a lot of people will say they're in D.C. and then they're in Baltimore, which is about an hour away, or um, the last person I was seeing was in Maryland, like, 45 minutes away. So that doesn't really matter that much to me, but it can get, like, I know some people, it can get exhausting because a lot of people, if you live in like a suburb of Virginia or Maryland, you're probably coming to me more often because I'm like in DC or in the city or there's more things to do around me. So I am mindful of that, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker.
0: Yeah. I know we have similar experiences (laughs) in LA. Yeah. My radius is quite large. It's like 50 miles. And that's then my deal breaker. I'm like really bad with mileage now because we don't really talk in terms of mileage out here. It's time because of all the traffic. like, oh, it'll take me 20 minutes. Now it's gonna take me two hours because I waited 20 minutes to leave. Um, but yeah, distance is definitely, I've talked about this before on the the podcast, but a deal breaker out here. I was out um, recently in Hermosa Beach, um, which is in the South Bay area. It's normally if there's no traffic, 20 25 minute drive. I met a guy we were like chatting and he was like, "Oh, like where do you live?" Um, he lived up the road. And I was like, "Oh, I'm down in Long Beach." He was like, "And you came all the way here?" How long was it? It was 20 minutes. It was 20 minutes.
1: Oh, Some people have a It was 20 minutes. They have a different idea about traveling.
0: Yeah, well, and especially like I feel like if I and I feel like it's it's all relative to the city, right? Because if we were back in Philly, 20 minutes is kind of far. Like, that's That's like almost in a car, one end from the city to the other. Like, it's you would do it, but that seems far. Whereas now that I live in LA, I'm like 20 minutes is nothing. Like, 20 minutes I can get from where I live in Long Beach to like the other side of Long Beach. So, to go to a whole new area isn't bad. And then I've met guys in Venice, which is a little bit more north. So, like 30 to 40 minutes who literally, this has happened with at least two or three guys from that area. I'll meet them. I'll be up there. And they're, again, same reaction, shocked I'm up there, <laughs> shocked that I would even come up there, shocked that I'm heading home that night and not like crashing at a friend's place or whatever. And then and then it's like the casual, um, oh, let me know when you're back in town. In town, they say. <laughs> this has happened with multiple men that they've said that. Not just like, at first it happened once. And I was like, that's kind of weird maybe because he's like from here. But then it happened with like another local. It happened with a transplant. And like I'll text them. I did text like a couple of them when I was back up in the area. And they'd be like, oh, like how long are you staying up here for? As if I'm like (laughs) literally visiting from out of state for days. And I'm like, dude, it's 35 minutes for me to drive i'm like heated because it's so frustrating i'm like it's 35 minutes like to drive here like i don't
1: understand and you
0: think i'm staying for like days? that is crazy
1: <laughs> and it's funny to, like that's funny to think about because it would take me at, like 40 minutes if not more to get to other parts in dc or like within the same city so like really you could be within like taking that time within the same city as well so i don't know some people just have Maybe it depends on if you have a car, but some people just have a different idea about time and travel. I don't know. I mean, I think it's that. I think
0: also like it. Well, because then what's funny, too, is like so in L.A., I I get it to a point as well, because like I work like you fully remote. So I'm at home all day and I don't necessarily want to always be commuting. But every once in a while, I'm like, I would love to go to West Hollywood. And if I time it right, it's like 40, like 45 minutes. Sometimes it takes me 30 minutes and it's nice just to like get out of your house, get out of your area, do something different. Every neighborhood here has like very different types of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm still very single and I haven't had luck in Long Beach. So like, why not explore somewhere else? Um, but then it sucks because you'll get there and like nine times out of 10, they have this reaction of like, oh my God, I can't believe you live so far. And, if, and I get it because if you're commuting to and from work in traffic every day, the last thing you want to do is then add on another like, Potentially, up to an hour plus commute to see someone that you don't know, you don't know if you're going to hit it off with. And it's just like another investment and of your time, whereas you could find ideally someone in your area. But then what's funny is like I recently, um I guess a few months now ago, was in San Diego, which is an hour and a half to to two and a half hour drive depending on traffic. And I was asked out, I was at a festival. I was asked out on like four or five dates while I was there, which is like shocking (laughs) based on my experience here in LA. And I told them all, I'm like, oh, I live in like Long Beach. I don't live here. And they're like, that's not far. Like, that's not far at all. Like, (laughs) why don't you, they're like, why don't you drive back down? I'm like, I'm absolutely not driving like two hours to go on a date with you. They're like, well, we can, we'll come up. Like I'm like, wow. no. Like and it's so crazy because like to them, probably because they're not commuting like that all the time. Like mm-hmm. that seemed like no problem. But then in LA, it's like, oh, 20 minutes is too far because they're sick of driving all you know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's all, yeah. it's just like crazy how how that works. So
1: all relative, I guess, and what your priority is. Yeah, I think there are a lot of factors, I'm sure. But like, what would be like your upper limit? Like what would be like the farthest you would go or in general, cause it might depend <sighs> if there's like someone really great, you might, you might have been that.
0: I think, I mean, I think that that's just what it is. And it's like, if I was out one night and I met someone that like seemed really cool that I really vibed with, um, like obviously it would need to find him attractive as well. Like I would probably, probably go like an hour drive like one way at times, like there's some places that that drive would take two hours, but I would just like I have to time it with traffic. But again, I work from home all day. I'm not driving a lot. And if it, I haven't really met that many people that I've like clicked with out here. So I'm like willing to do that if I met the right person. And I've actually met guys out that I've thought were super cool. And I'm like, oh, 45 minutes that's not bad but where my problem is is like I was saying before the energy they give back to me almost off the bat is like oh like let me know when you're around let me know when you're in the area and like it's so passive that's so weird to me (laughs) well and it's just so passive that it comes off to me of, of like and maybe I'm just like misreading it just because of my experience with dating but that comes off to me as like I'm not that interested in you or I'm not as like interested in maybe I am because I'd be willing to drive the 45 minutes or they have other priorities in their life that, that drive us too much, which it could be. And I'm just like, why would I then go out of my way to plan something to go to you if I'm not getting that like energy back? Whereas if I met someone out and they were like, as you can tell, I'm like it's a heated topic for me. That's okay. But
1: Let I, it all out. <laughs> <laughs> if,
0: I know if I met someone out and they were like, "Hey, like, I'd love to take you for drinks. We can meet in the middle, or I'll come to you, or do you want to come up to the area since you like seem to come here?" I don't care. Like, I don't mind. Like, if they even just like asked, I would like do it. But it's just not the energy that I get out.
1: Well, I think it's a fair point. Like, what whether or not it's energy or, I don't know. I just feel like um that might not meet people's needs. And I've realized like that is a need that I have, someone who can plan, like well, say what they want and then also like act on that. Like if someone is going to like, say they want to go out with me, but then not plan anything or they they don't seem to be willing to come to me, that is not, it's not going to work out. Um, Like I want someone, because I don't like to be responsible for everything, like asking someone out and planning a date or just coordinating all the time. Like if someone's not going to reciprocate that, it's not going to work, at least for, not for me. And it sounds like you're on the similar page.
0: Yeah, that I had an experience like that um, earlier this year where this guy was like hitting me up like every week, like wanted to hang out, asked like, let and I just should have been <laughs> I should have seen the flags. I ignored them, but um, it would have saved me a lot of trouble. But yeah, he was like, uh, let me know if you want to get drinks. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Then I had to follow up and be like, when? (laughs) Where? (laughs) What time? Mm -hmm. And like, and, and again, like I, I knew he wanted to because he was, but, and then I was just like, dude, you asked me, like, why am I? planning everything like and I guess like I just have the mindset of like whoever asks should plan so like if I had asked him I would be like hey do you want to meet up and it's it's the same how I would treat a friend like if I asked you to hang out I'd be like okay do you want to do this you know what I mean like I just that's just my mindset of it so
1: I was just like Am I your mom? Like, like what? If I was like, hey, Ashley, you want to hang out? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, what? what? That's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, almost like, I'm like, is this like, was this like a validation thing for you? Like, you just wanted to see if i say yes, like... <laughs> Like
1: the chase, like I have no idea. Like I don't know. Who Either knows? I'm a planner. I don't. I don't really know, but I do recognize that's not going to work for me. Um, and I have no problem planning at least some things. But if it's like my sole responsibility, you can kind of tell when someone's just gonna say, "Let's hang out," and then do nothing from there. I can't do it. Well,
0: even like I don't mind. I know people have different opinions on this, but I don't. I don't even mind if you say if they ask you out and then they plan it. Like they'll say, hey, are you free? Like Wednesday, eight, do you want to get dinner? I'll come to you. Do you have recommendations? Because I don't know the area. Like that's fine for me. You know, like even that like is fine, but just like the lack of doing anything. I'm yeah, like, I agree. No. The zero
1: decision making is it. Is, is that a lot pre- prevalent in DC that you found? Uh, I don't think so. Um, people are pretty, I don't want to say type A. Um, but, uh, no, that's not even a fair assessment, but people are pretty, um, good planners or at least a lot of people I've gone out with, but then there's the few that I'm just like, I've just realized that's something that I don't like. Um, especially like when I was teaching and I like already used up so much of my brain power, like I had to be on with children all day and make a million decisions, like, you know, telling everyone, you know, everyone all day. And then I'm trying to like then I'm responsible for planning every aspect of a date. on top of that it didn't happen that often but when it did I was like yeah, no
0: yeah that's exactly how I feel too I'm like dude I'm like doing things all day at work and like not to say that they're not either but it's like when it's my turn to put the effort like the effort in as far as planning things like I will do it but I ex- expect the same yeah I want
1: I want a shared responsibility I have no problem doing it um and I'm able to but all the time it's like it's it was too much.
0: So I feel like throughout this conversation, it seems like you've found like it it seems like it was a bit of a struggle at first moving there, especially since I think it was if you said three and a half years, like a little bit before COVID as well. But it seems like the city, I don't know if it's like the city or just the career change or everything kind of helped you navigate dating a little bit better, would you say, since like leaving Philly? Or like do you have any thoughts? Like you kind of like did a lot of introspection
1: since getting there. It was hard moving here right before COVID because um, it was like six months before. So I really didn't have an opportunity to get out. And then in that time, um, yeah, I've just been able to explore a lot more recently. um, I've built like a stronger connection with friends and like my roommates. And I think that's helped me branch out. Yeah. Yeah a lot a lot has changed I think um, changing careers again was also very good for me like I love being at home and having the flexibility to like go for a walk on lunch and take care of myself kind of so yeah do you think you're gonna stay there for the long haul or would you move back
0: to philly or something I'm not else?
1: sure yet I actually my um, the owners of my home are coming back so I have to be out by June 1st and so I'm exploring some options um, yeah I don't know yet we'll see. I would kind of like to be here for um, long term, but in the meantime, I would like to explore other living in other places because I've only really been in Pennsylvania and then here. So it'd be interesting to see like, you know, the personalities of other cities, but I have a bit of time. So do you think you'll stay in LA? I I think I'm going to
0: stay here longer than expected. I've already been here longer than I thought. And part of that is because COVID, I couldn't do a ton. Um, I feel like there's just so much like in the city and around the city to do that I haven't done yet. Um, And there's just a lot of like creativity and creative people, which is why I wanted to move here. So it's just really expensive is the thing. And, and like similar to you, it was really hard for me to make friends. I had to use Bumble BFF to even make friends. (laughs) Um, So I now have like a really solid friend group so I can see myself being here a while. I just, it's just hard city to stay in. I think forever, unless just, in my opinion, if for the lifestyle that I want for myself, unless I start making like lots (laughs) of money and like do a side hustle or something. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's forever, but I also don't know where else I would go. Yeah. So so that's like kind of the boat. Like I, like, I don't, I can't think of another city that I'm like, dying to live in like I've always wanted to live in California and now I'm here and I'm kind of like I don't I don't know if I I feel like maybe if I did meet someone and they wanted to stay here and like it was really working I could see it but if I wasn't tied down and I kind of like reached an expiration date here I would leave I just would have to figure out like what that next step is
1: but I don't see that
0: happening yeah
1: I feel that I I'm kind of at that point too I've been trying to like think of Um, I was considering doing long term Airbnb rentals in like different cities because then you don't have to pay utilities. But I was like, what, where? Like, I don't know. So I and I think um, I under underestimated before moving here, like how important friend groups are and having a community is. So there's also like that aspect. Having to start again um, would be cool as
0: well it's hard it's hard and i've yeah i've i've thought about that too like like every month like living somewhere but i think after having this experience of like trying to make friends um it's it's hard um and i don't know how i would do in another city for even for short term trying to manage that especially because like i think you're like me like like to go out like to meet people and it's kind of hard to i've done it but it's kind of hard to do as a single woman and like I'm also tired of traveling yeah. like I got traveled out this year. I'm definitely not going to stop like I already started having plans and I'm getting texts about 2023 plans. Um, this is going to be released in 2023 this episode, but I-, I traveled a lot in my 20s because I knew as I got older, I was going to start getting tired and lo and behold, Here it is. it's <laughs> starting to hit me. So yeah, so I don't know like how I would do like living out of a suitcase like I don't know, like I really struggled with that this summer because um, I do want, like I don't know, like I like I said before, I'm not necessarily like looking for a relationship. But at some point I would like to try again, I guess, if I meet the right person um, and it's hard to do when you're like on the go, like as I learned this year, I think this was a big year of of learning for me, too. I had a lot of really bad
1: man experiences with a few different guys. So (laughs) learned a lot from that. So you feel like you've grown a lot um, in dating culture in LA as well, like in a positive way or yeah, what has your year or transition been like? Well, I feel like this was actually my first year that I've really started
0: not even date. I wouldn't even call it dating because I wasn't even really going on dates, but just like, I guess, putting myself out there more with men here because like, again, I moved here I was here for six months. I was trying to get the lay of the land. I had some really bad interactions with men at that time as well. And then it was COVID. So I didn't really, really see that many guys for a couple of years. But this year, I think I was trying to be like more open with people. Um, But it's the biggest adjustment for me here. Um, I've talked a lot about this as well is it's not a big hookup culture. It's more of like, a true dating relationship culture and not even a relationship like boyfriend girlfriend, but like a fling here and there, a situation ship. Oh, we have to go, like go on a date and then hook up and then I'm going to ghost you. Oh. But it's like, then why'd you take me on a date? Like we could have just like, whereas in Philly, like, I, I mean, I, I think you were d- with your boyfriend most of the time, but like you literally go to a bar and you meet someone and it's, you know, you can make of it what you want. Um, but that just doesn't happen here um the distance like clickiness in mm-hmm. the dc stuff like that um but like a lot of the guys i did meet um some of them weren't even here like wh- one was an issue with a guy in san diego a couple was or were like with guys like while i was on vacation but i think um yeah i'm just like a very chill person like i said i take things slow and a lot of guys here are very like want things fast and they want a lot of attention. Um, and I just like wasn't quite there, <laughs> or it was, I was not able to meet their needs, I guess. So I kind of took a break from dating for a while. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens next. But I'm just yeah, I'm starting to figure out like what my needs are, what setting boundaries, what I'm okay with and not okay with, looking out for signs of love. Oh me, my, that's a, a big here. one. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Does that happen a lot there as well? I fall right into that trap. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like I I get into very deep conversations with people very quickly because I'm not really a a big small talk person. And then that can kind of like blur the lines into love bombing and someone being very, like giving a lot of compliments as well. But it sounds like you're on the right path and you're um learning what you don't like and that's a way to set boundaries as well um yeah yeah i think i i think it's just yeah it's just hard to
0: meet people here um and there's a lot of like fakeness here and that carries through into dating too um and i i'm not attracted to a lot of people here and that's and that's looks and personality so it's it's hard for me cuz i'll like meet someone And I'll be interested in them in whatever capacity and it'll, it'll fizzle out or not work out. And then it takes a really long time for me to meet someone again. So that's also like where I struggle, but one day I'll meet someone that treats me well one day.
1: I think that's, (laughs) and you will too, I agree. I think, um, It's having patience as well. Cause I feel like we've been told as women that like, you know, a clock is ticking, you know, we have to find someone now. And I've really realized like part of my growth, I think has been like just being okay by myself and like finding more power and like friendships and my family and those kinds of things. So I don't really rely on dating or it's not like the biggest priority in my life anymore.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I have the opposite (laughs) where it's like never been like my priority. And like I'm like I I have this, I work full time, I'm learning to DJ, like I'm doing a lot of other things. And I think because this culture out here is more I'm again, relationship, I use that as a very loose term focused, because it's I I'm not putting dating as a priority. A lot of times people think that like they're not the priority. I'm not like, just like you were, we were saying before, I'm not like responding fast enough or whatever. Or if I am communicating, I think people take things the, the wrong way um, because like I might say, oh, like I really like you, but that doesn't mean I want to like be your girlfriend yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just like stating something like I enjoy, you know, I like you, you're cool. I enjoy your time. So I think it's just a very, and that's why I have this like whole podcast is because I think the problems in dating are the same everywhere, like the pros and cons, but like how you navigate it is so different, even in the United States. So I think I've just been like trying to figure that out because how I approach dating and how I did it in Philly is absolutely not the same year. And this was like my first year um, really dealing with that because of like COVID stuff. So. Now I know like what's important to me and like what to look out for and be careful with my words and (laughs) things like that. So always a work in progress, I guess. Well, that's the best you can do, you know,
1: just keep learning, keep growing.
0: All right. Well, Michelle, I feel like we talked a lot today. Um, I think we talked about a lot of like introspective topics too, which was nice. And I feel like you and I are actually like very kind of similar (laughs) daters, (laughs) which is funny. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much for having me. And um, I hope other people resonate with what we've talked about. I think it's a lot of important topics. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad we got to catch up.